Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, away we go. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. And a heads up too, uh, you can pre-order online by going to pizzaville.ca or the use the Pizzaville app. And that uh, means prepayment contact less delivery all the wonderful things that make pizzaville a cut above let me get to our panel and uh, it's the tuesday edition with kevin gadet president of bright point strategy formerly head of the canadian taxpayers federation kevin how are you keeping i am living the dream on a great day for talk radio johnny thank you my friend uh Alyssa freeman is with us as well pr and pop culture media expert Alyssa, you oh i am always feeling better when i'm talking to you john so, yes, and now I'm having a great day. <laughs> you, know, you know we're on air, don't you? Am I paying for this call? Uh, all right. No. <laughs> Crazy business, I tell you. Hey, uh, let me start by asking Kevin. I mean, uh, you know, we've really thrown it around the horn here uh, insofar as all of these implications with COVID, be they economic or health-related. Uh, let me start with the health part of it because I see we're out west. Jason Kenney is starting to question Teresa Tam, the chief medical officer of health for the country, uh, sort of drawing her into disrepute. Is that fair? Or do you think maybe we need a royal commission or public inquiry after all is said and done, if you think that'll go anywhere, Kev? Well, I, I, I know Jason. I like Jason and I like his candor. I don't think Dr. Tam has done a very good job to, to be candid. Um, and I don't think she's above reproach. Uh, I struggle to understand some disposition by too many people where it all has to be happy, happy all the time and just smile and nod as if everything is great when it's not. Um, regarding the issue of, of an investigation of some kind, I do think there is merit into better understanding how it came to be that our public health officials uh, federally decided that they did not need to purchase more of and or keep the existing PPE, personal protective equipment that they had, when, for example, those in Alberta saw in December what was coming and purchased a whole bunch of extra stuff. So I think there are actually very fair questions to ask about how they came to make the bad decisions they did early. Maybe now is not the right time, but it does raise, her, raise the question of her credibility. All right. When you say maybe now is not the right time, that's why I wondered, you know, do we do this in a royal commission, flush things out with a public inquiry? Alyssa? Yes, I think that we do. And Kevin raises a great point. And one of the reasons that you would have a royal commission is to learn from our mistakes. What went wrong, where and why? And no, nobody is above reproach. I, you know, I do have some empathy for these folks because they are building the plane and flying it at the same time and trying to make decisions off the best information that they have at hand. So when new information comes in, it looks like a waffling, it looks like a flip-flop, yet they don't want to offer wrong information to the public. So it's a very, very fine line to tread. 
But, you know, the issue about the lack of PPE is really a, a, a huge one. I think that there was stockpiling uh, after SARS, but then I think everything expired and they thought, okay, well, this is never going to happen again. We don't need to spend the money on it. Let's forget it. Uh, so that definitely has to be uh, looked into. And kudos to Alberta, who's been sending thousands, hundreds of thousands of pieces of PPE uh, across the country. Um, yeah, but Kenny's, Kenny's principal critique of uh, Teresa Tam is that She's taking her cues or has from the World Health Organization who are enthralled to China and China subverted all this information that could have been, well, was critical uh, in the early going. So he's basically saying, you know, so she's so deferential to these other bodies that it's really put a lot of Canadians in harm's way and caused maybe untold deaths. Well, and I think he's, go ahead, can I jump in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, I think Jason's right. Premier Kenny's right. Um, you know, our good friend Rocco Rossi uh, has the adage, trust but verify, which I think makes sense. And the problem with respect to the World Health Organization and Dr. Tam in this instance was when information started coming out in December, she just trusted the World Health Organization's acceptance of that information, whereas in Alberta, they clearly had people who were seeking other sources because there were plenty of other sources uh, from Singapore to Taiwan to Hong Kong that were questioning the information that was coming out of, uh, out of China. And they, the government of Alberta decided to not trust the World Health Organization's information and went with their own evidence-based decisions of their own. And Dr. Tam was too trusting of an organization whose credibility she should know better than to trust with respect to the quality, veracity, honesty of data coming out of China, for goodness sakes. Well, it's interesting, you know, when you talk about certain bureaucrats in the government, and especially maybe even those in the health sector, there are just certain lines of communication that they, and, 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 and points of view, that they have always ever deferred to. And nobody's ever questioned that, and nobody's ever even probably thought of looking to other sources because people think that the WHO is is the be-all and end-all. So from that point of view, I'm not defending her, but from that point of view, you know, those lines of communication and where the rules come down has always been from that, especially maybe on a a federal health level. But whereas provinces can say, and, and even when those numbers were starting to come in from China, I think that everybody in water cooler conversations were saying, okay, if they say it's a a thousand, then add another zero because we don't believe them. So, you know, even the average person thought that there was underestimation of the information that we heard. Uh, And I think that a commission can look into that and say, okay, this is what, this is the source and the only source you went to, but again, you know, trust and verify. Yeah, I guess, you know... Johnny, can I throw an example? I want to throw an example where um, a chief medical officer of health in Scotland, uh, I know this trips over the issue of of Scheer and and Trudeau later, but the chief medical officer of health of Scotland resigned over a mistake she made recently where she traveled when she said she, she told others not to. And when she got caught doing that, which she told others not to do, she resigned. And I bring that issue up with respect to the credibility of Dr. Tam, where she's been caught out having made a very serious number of errors and flip-flops, and her credibility is in question. And yeah, I, I was going to say, I do believe that that Kenny raises important questions about whether or not she's the right person to continue in the job that she holds. 
Well, that's interesting that you say, uh, you know, in real time or uh, in current uh, terms that she shouldn't continue because uh, this is where we've got a credibility gap. And if uh, she's going to continue to dispense directives that, you know, people are following and it has implications, whether, you know, here's a case in point. My understanding is there's a company in Markham that uh, manufactures these serological tests, the blood tests for antibodies. The World Health Organization says uh, don't use them. And uh, some people are defying that. But here in Canada, we're taking our cues from the WHO. I mean, how credible are they? Do we still do that? I mean, maybe it's important to know who has the antibody and uh, perhaps they can integrate back into society. Like, I'm no scientist, but I mean, when we talk about uh, following the science, uh, you know, it's really predicated on the credibility of the people who are giving us our cues. Isn't it? I mean, that's why I'm wondering, has she been damaged irreparably, credibly? Uh, and that's what Kennedy Kenny brought up. But we continue to listen. Now, do we continue to listen in current uh, occasions or circumstances, or do we wait for a, an inquiry, a public inquiry, who knows how long down the road? Well, I think that, A, it's important to question, and it's important to question now. And if you look at what the federal government may be thinking, okay, here they have this woman, Dr. Teresa Tam. She's in all their commercials. So the first thing they're thinking is we need to pull all of those things off the air. And what if they do change spokespeople? You know, what does that say overall in the eyes of Canadians? Is it better to have consistency and try and make better decisions? Or is it better to change spokespeople to show that you had a lack of confidence, uh, you know, that is a really, really tough call to make. And when you give that um, example, John, about this uh, firm in Markham that is making, you know, these tests, it reminds me of a story I heard uh, through the New York Times where, you know, they had these kits, the, the initial testing kits way back when in Seattle, and the labs saw that they were faulty, hospitals saw that they were faulty, and they knew that there were private labs that could offer better testing. And they knew they shouldn't do it. They knew it was out of protocol, but then they did it anyways. So, you know, what could happen here is if, that if we don't start to expand our thinking is that it might turn into a bit more of the Wild West when, you know, people say, okay, you know what, we, you know, have, we, we can't listen to this anymore. We've lost faith and we're just going to do what we want to do. So it's, it's a huge problem. It's like an onion with like several, several layers of skin that keep peeling back. And each time you peel it back, there's another surprise. Yeah, but it all comes down to public accountability and responsibility. Kevin? Well, I think there are going to be, there are, and there will be more of examples of credible issues for which we need very serious decisions made. Jason Kenney made a recent one where he said that he would use tests that have been approved, be the be they COVID-19 tests or serological tests. Uh, and if those tests have been approved by the CDC um, or the FDA, that he would use them even if Health Canada drags its heels on approving them. And Which they always do, by the way, regardless on anything. So, you know, so Jason Kenney's in a position where he's waiting for Dr. Tam and Health Canada to approve the use of, of, of test kits, which the CDC and the FDA have approved, but Canada hasn't got around to approving yet. And Jason's, uh, Premier Kennedy's response is, I can't afford to wait, um, so I'm going to go around her because we don't find her credible anymore. And those are serious, important questions. And now let's, let's, take, let's hypothesize one step further. 
What about people starting to ask for the private sale and use of our own personal use of COVID-19 tests or serological tests? Are we going to trust Dr. Tam to make credible decisions? And to whom will, be she, will she be seeking guidance on, on this? The World Health Organization again? It's their default, and that is the problem. So unless the federal government and Dr. Tam can pivot and, and, and start looking and listening to the premiers and seeing that there's on-the-ground problems, that the normal order of protocol in terms of who you listen to isn't working, this is what we're dealing with. Well, some complain that this is just far too deferential to somebody who's already shown poor judgment or a lack of it in the early stages. So I just thought we'd bring up the question. And uh, to your point, Jason Kenney certainly brought it up and put it right front and center. Uh, legitimate questions to be asked and addressed because accountability and responsibility, as I said, are paramount at this time. Uh, the other thing, I mean, when we talk about credibility, accountability, Justin Trudeau, Andrew Scheer, I saw on their respective press conferences earlier today, uh, they were being questioned aggressively, let's say, about violating isolation or social distancing recommendations. Uh, Sheer, when he took a flight, I guess it was a Challenger jet that was seconded from the government. He was coming back from Regina to Ottawa with his five kids and his wife. Elizabeth May and uh, Minister Qualtro were the only other passengers, nine in total on a nine-seater. Uh, they were saying that this was just in total violation and dereliction of uh, health responsibility to his own family and others in the plane. And then there's Justin Trudeau, who actually uh, went to the Gatineau's for Easter weekend. His own family, his wife and three kids were up there, I guess, about uh, 90 minutes outside of Ottawa. Maybe it's less. It's about 35, 40 minutes outside of Ottawa uh, to his cottage there at Harrington Lake. Kevin, uh, is this a case of uh, do as I say, not as I do? Uh, does this tarnish any credibility that they have and you know preaching social distancing on a daily or are the two not exactly the same well excuse me i'm actually sympathetic to the latter in this instance where i don't think they are exactly and who's the that same. Uh, pardon you me? said you're sympathetic you said you're sympathetic to the latter who's the latter well no i'm, I'm sympathetic to the to your comment that they aren't exactly the same uh I'm okay with, in this case, politicians saying one thing. It's not exactly clear that they that the rules have been breached. We are all living in a world now of risk assessment. I mean, let's not pretend that social isolation, social isolation is perfect, because every time we step out of our homes, we have exposures. Anytime we touch a surface in public, there's an exposure. Anytime we, we go to a retail outlet, there are exposures. We are, are now all living in the world of calculated risks. Um, you know, why Andrew Scheer chose to bring his family, I, I find that a bit of a head-scratcher, to be honest. I, like I, I don't know, maybe unless they stay in place now. And the Prime Minister choosing to stay with his family, look, do I think it would have been smarter if they all just stayed together, probably, at um, uh, the, the home they're living in in, in Ottawa and the Governor General's residence? That would have made more sense to me, but but I can't find myself getting overly agitated uh, about this. To be to be candid. All right. Well, Alyssa, I mean, a lot of it's uh, kind of a curiosity to me because I'm watching the press conferences, and this was the question that dominated for both uh, political leaders. And I was kind of smacking my head, saying, "I think there are a lot 
more important issues uh, that could be, you know, drilled down into. Uh, but this is where I guess, you know, it was kind of a gotcha uh, situation for the media. Alyssa, how do you see it? I mean, did they uh, do anything to diminish their credibility or is it just, hey, cut them some slack? They're leaders. Uh, there are extenuating circumstances for needing to be in Ottawa or up there with a family in Harrington Lake. Let it go. Don't make a fuss about it. How do you see it? Yeah, I, I do agree with you. And I was very, was listening very, um, you know, very closely to what his aunt, Trudeau's answer was going to be to that question. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. How are you going to get out of this one? And I thought, well, why are you asking that question in the first place? Isn't there something different <laughs> or something more pressing you need to know? That was the first thing. And his answer was kind of like, he said, you know, I, I told you I was going to spend Easter weekend uh, two days with my family, and that's what I did. And his answer was sort of, this is a dumb question, move on. It was it was a bit of a dismissive answer. He didn't put too much um, effort into it. I do believe that, you know, they both knew that that question was going to come. And, and it was interesting, you know, I posed it to my husband. And I said, so what do you think? Trudeau did this. He says, you know what? He's the prime minister. I think we can cut him some slack at this time. And generally, I'm not saying that the way he thinks is the way everybody thinks, but generally, I think that a lot of people are on board with that. Yeah, I think a lot of people got... I'm, I'm sympathetic, John, to your comment around, aren't there bigger questions? Like the fundamental question of what are the parameters around which the governments of the country, provincial and federal, are going to start allowing the lockdown to be removed? What are the parameters we're going to expect to see? I don't need an exact date, but what prime minister or premier, could you please tell us what are you looking for in the data uh, is it ICU visits declining? Uh, is it case numbers declining? I don't know what the metrics are, but but can you possibly, Premier, tell us what you're looking for? And then once you see what you're looking for, whatever that is, can you tell us what you're starting to think of as to what unlocking looks like? Is it this retail outlet? Is it this age group? Is it not these seniors' homes? I don't know what that looks like either, but I'd like to know my politicians are starting to turn their minds to how the hell we can unlock society that have been lost our freedoms for a month now. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.